0: Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup. Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming location. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. It's just a girl chat today. It's me and Ashley hanging out. And we found a topic that a lot of people have been talking about on social media, at least where I see, um, is the military girlfriends are becoming military spouses and planning their weddings and how just the culture behind military weddings, I guess, like how there's, I mean, there's stigmas obviously, and so that, I think that's a lot of their questions is like, how do I avoid being part of the stigma like of that and enjoy their weddings? It's really hard as military spouses to become a military spouse and like become married to the military because you're not, to in my opinion, you're not marrying your man, you're marrying his job oh, as well. 100%, so <laughs> yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially like if you don't come from like a military background, like you may not even like have like an inkling of what you're getting yourself into
0: no yeah for sure I, I my dad was in the military but it was like before I was even born so not anything that I knew anything about I mean <laughs> so I feel I like just... I I feel like I knew
1: what I was getting myself into and then like once i was in it i was like this is stupid <laughs>
0: like, like you realize how much your mom sheltered you from the actual yeah. things like, of it yeah well and i feel like
1: also just things changed so drastically over the years like you know things you know i grew up military and everyone who listens knows that i was a military brat growing up um to a ranger special forces um my dad served in and it was my i i definitely remember my dad just being gone like all the time and maybe that's just why i think it i mean Jeremy's been gone all the time too, but I feel like I don't remember all the field rotations and things like that. Um, So I don't know if it's like drastically changed, like, you know, in the last, you know, every 10, 15, five years, I feel things change so much. So even though someone may say like, I never dealt with that doesn't mean that that's not something you're going to deal with nowadays or in a certain unit because every unit's different. And so I think that's really important to remember is
0: One person's experience is not gonna be your experience. No, yeah. Every unit's so different. Like every place that we've been stationed, and we've been to like five, six places now is so different. Like sometimes he's home before dinner every night and it's wonderful. And then there's other times where like, I feel like I haven't seen him for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he is. He just keeps like, getting called like, back in. He just gets in.
1: into the bed and then, gets, and then wakes <laughs> up at like four o'clock in the morning to start his day
0: again. Yeah. He just had like um, terrible soldiers underneath him or something. So they're like continuously having to go back in for reprimand and like, all this stuff. I and it's like, ugh. I feel like I'm going to go off
1: like for like 2.2 2 seconds and we all know that this is just what we do but I feel like soldiers the young the young babies nowadays are just a different breed
0: <laughs> like
1: and I think we all just realize that like anyone who is like in their like 18 19 20 age group is just I mean a, it's just a different generation so they grew up with a lot of things that like I mean we're not that old but we're old enough that we ha- we don't have we didn't have everything that they have nowadays. So there's definitely a lot, a lot different things and different things that
0: the military is adjusting for. It is general. Yeah, it's generational because you think of like, even if you just think in the real world of like people, Gen Z is so different from the millennials. and. Yeah. But they, they grew up different. We grew up without yeah. screens. We grew up without like yeah. a lot of the things that they've had to deal with. So then they they also know what is culturally okay now. Like some of the things that our husbands probably just dealt with and we're like, oh, that's fine. He shoved my face into the dirt. <laughs> they're, <laughs> now they're like, um, no, like you still have to have some inkling of respect. So it has had to change a lot. I think from the high up and has to realize, hey, we can't do all the things that even though it was done to us as we were young, it's changed mm-hmm. a lot for them too. So yeah, the, a lot of the reprimanding comes down to like we have to like put them in timeout. We have to supervise timeout now, kind of situation, right? Like where it's a lot more in person. It's not like hey, I got mad at you. You do these x amount of push ups, and we it's done with. It's more yeah. of like here now we have counseling. Now we have da da mm-hmm. And so it has changed a lot. And that takes especially as our husbands have gone up in rank. It takes a lot more their time.
1: Yeah, well, and then, and that's why it's important to like say like your a person another spouse's experience or how they're really in their significant other's experience is going to be different from yours, especially if you're a new girlfriend, fiance, spouse coming in. It 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 is I feel like it's so much different. Even like even like, you know, the FRG programs and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like they're very different. They're very uh by the book now. They're very um I mean it's it's they're they're not even volunteers where like if if you have an FRG leader they're technically not a leader in the terms of military it's called an advisor and they're still a volunteer but they don't have any like technically any say like it all comes down to what the commander wants um in the CFR so um it's military run again it's not ran off of the military spouse volunteers so um if you have an issue with your non-existent or existent FRG. Like you need to take it up with the command team, which then at that point, all spouses, all the soldiers are like, don't say anything. You're going to get me in trouble. So
0: um, you got to find your network. In different ways. Yeah. It's changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think especially if you're coming in, you're looking for someone to advise you, but it's not going to be the same experience. Like my experience coming in was probably completely different than a brand new spouse coming in now. Mm -hmm. And- i mean i feel like we technically have
1: like you still are going to see the same type of like stories like high school sweethearts um you know or i've been we've been dating all through college and they join the military i see a lot more people joining later in the life yeah like now i feel like that's what i've there's been an upward trend which makes total sense with the economy like you know having people who had a career like idea of what they were going to do go to college things like that and then or didn't go to college and they were doing trade and they just aren't cutting it so they go into the military um and whether or not you met the soldier in an airport and got married three months later like every story there's every storyline out there we Mm -hmm. i know i've heard them i've heard some crazy ones i've heard some super sweet romantic ones mine's basic technically (laughs) high school
0: sweetheart Yeah, mine too. Uh, And if you, if you listen to episodes, you'll hear the different stories, even with the guests that we have on that, like some that met later on in life because they were both active duty and they, that's how they met. I mean, the things are so different and I, I, I don't think anybody should be able to judge you for how you choose to become a spouse because you fell in love with someone. Like it doesn't matter that they were military. Maybe they weren't military. Like we were just saying, some of them joined later on and now you became a military spouse and you have to like and you never out thought that. you were going to do that. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's, it's definitely a lifestyle that
1: takes not only a lot out of the soldier, because it does, like it's a very demanding, exhausting job, but it also can take a lot out of a spouse. Yeah, because especially if you have kids, I feel like it's ten times worse when you have kids because then you're just solo parenting. Um, and to all the solo actual solo parents out there, like, yeah, I can't do even imagine the time like, and... having to actually do that on my own all the time. Yeah, like I feel like I do it all the time, but I know I like I at least have someone in my corner. <laughs> yeah, if at at some point during the year, but it's it's definitely it's definitely not I mean it's a job whether people say it's a job or not it's it's definitely takes a
0: unique set of characteristics and strength well I think that's one of the stigmas and there's a couple but the one that a lot of them is like oh military relationships don't last I think that's crazy I mean there is I do think there's a high divorce rate but there's a high divorce rate Across the board, across the country, I feel like it's it's only highlighted in the military
1: community just because, like, and this is just me. I think it's because the service member can technically get in trouble if there's like, because they are a service member, there are rules and regulations that the the soldier has to follow or the the service person. So, like, if you know they cheated and things like that, like it's more likely to. I don't want to say get nasty, but like there can be reprimand if the significant other decides to tr- to get their soldier in trouble. And you just don't see that in the civilian sector. So, you know, I don't know if it's just because of that. And like, it's just talked about more. and You see, like, how do I get how do I get him in trouble? Like, you know, I have proof and all this other kind of stuff, which at that point, like, I'm just like, why? Like, that is still that is still a relationship. That That's still something like, if you've listened i'm not a big fan of like airing dirty laundry out to just a bunch of strangers on the internet um i think if you were asking like if you needed like counseling things like that like that's different like any counseling things like that but you know those military chats those those groups you'll be surprised on who's in there so i i always caution people when they like when they comment in there just be like hey like you know if you're trying to keep it quiet like now i have anonymous like poster so but i mean i feel like if you're putting enough detail in you're gonna know who who the person is talking about and um and if you try to get court things done like you want to be i don't know i just feel like don't do what you need to do but also at the same time like The military can only do so much. And a lot of times they're not going to do
0: anything. You shouldn't bring the military into it. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting a divorce for any reason, it doesn't have anything to do with his job. And why ruin somebody's entire career that they've probably been doing for 10 years to uh, just to get a divorce and try to get more out of it? Like,
1: Well, and especially if you have kids, because most likely if you get him in trouble, what's going to happen? Now, I will take a step back and I'll be like, if you are being physically harmed in any way, hundred percent go after his ass like i will i and i feel like a lot of military sources will always advocate for that um unfortunately the military may may not do anything but you know you have you know if you get the right command team you should be good to go but find other people find other people to help you keep you safe and things like that but at that point especially if you have kids like i feel like if you are wanting to get child support and things like that like you have to make sure you go about the right way like if you get him in trouble they
0: could they could potentially kick him out and you're looking at like out, he's not gonna his, find a job just pay um knock him down a rink or two
1: like there's a lot they could do that could affect you even though you just wanted him to get in trouble and get back at him for hurting you you have to think about it in the long schemes of things but like i said If they are physically hurting you or threatening you, 100% reach out to command. At any point, making sure that they are communicating. I mean, I've I've dealt with, as a FRT leader, (laughs) like I have seen some crazy stories come across my plate. And I've seen stories where everything was handled the appropriate way, things like that. But there's been stories where, you know, we even had, I had a spouse who, you know, didn't want to get the command team in, in involved because she was worried of him getting in trouble because he had cheated. Um and she had four kids and she was worried that, you know, if he gets kicked out before retirement, because he was really close to retirement, um, that, you know, she wouldn't get child support. But it started getting to the point where like like he was coming by the house and cutting wires on her car yeah. and had physically assaulted her and I was just like you have to get command team involved. No, that but stuff needs point, to be on his record. I mean at this point like you're going to get child support no matter what whether or not like if he like gets retirement it's automatically going to come out. Like that's that's why you go to the court. That's why you get a lawyer. Um I mean obviously there're circumstances where that you know getting a lawyer is your best bet but you know you have to just do what's best for you. Um I always, I always kind of like, ugh, like when you see those posts about like, you know, like I, I, he's, I want his command team to know he's cheating. I'm like, you can let him know, but they might not do anything with it. No, Like no. I would say, unless they want him gone, they yeah. probably yeah. won't do anything with it. With most cases, they'll just say, do it again. And there might be re- repercussions, but you know.
0: I think that that specifically has become more of a personal thing. It used to be a yeah. big thing, but I think. I mean, you have to look at it also. The military is more of a job now, less of like, you're in it, right? Like, and so that's another one of those things that is personal. Like, why should they have any say in that anyways? Like, it sucks if your husband cheats on you. Like, that That sucks, but it's not the job's responsibility to watch who he's sleeping with. Like, that's his mm-hmm. personal life. And
1: and there's so I much mean, flexibility believe, in
0: relationships now. How could you prove that,
1: there.
0: Yeah, that it wasn't an open relationship? There. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's only in there because military service members are supposed to be held to a higher level of everything like they're they're representing their country and things like that so like it's only in there because they want to make sure that they their service members know that we expect you to abide by all laws and expect you to you know abide by all of your commitments and and all that kind of stuff so yeah at that point but you know no matter how, like going back to like, just coming in as a military spouse. No matter how you met your service member, where you whether you met them, like I said, at an airport, at a bar, um, dating ten, apps, Tinder. I was gonna say dating yeah. apps, Tinder. I have no idea what dating apps are. Um, like no matter how you met your significant other, don't let anyone ever. Just say this so it's not going to last either. That's the crappiest yeah. thing. Like, like you oh, and I met him at the, like, I remember the first time I met my friend said like, yeah, you're going to, she's like, I'm kind of like, I always get nervous, like telling people how we met because like, I'm always afraid of like people judging me. But I met him at an airport. We were both like, they're both active duty. She was on her way home and he was on his way back to the duty station and they kind of clicked and things got heated and then a few months later they were married and um and I was just like but that's like you know but you've been married for seven years and you guys are doing great like like sometimes you just know know, sometimes you just know you know I I think as a as a as a person who comes from a family who who has been divorced several Uh times Um, cause it is, it is, I do feel like it is pretty high. I mean, the stress is hard. The stress is hard on military families. Um, you know, you could have married your best friend at the very beginning and, you know, I do feel like there, there should be steps taken before like that final like divorce, but like at some point, you know, especially when you marry young, like, you know, I mean, me and Jeremy got married when we were 21, but we had been dating since we were 17, um, you know, my mom was the same way. My mom married really young. I mean, she had us very young. And that relationship didn't work out with her and my bio dad. And then she remarried my stepdad really young. And then unfortunately, that one didn't last. I mean, that one lasted almost 20 years, but um they just grew apart and wanted different things. And um, now she's remarried. Um, and is happily married so I think it's everybody has to do what they do yeah
0: and you said it depends on your commitment levels too yeah. I think some people they just they get into a deployment and they're like no this was just way more yeah. than I expected and then that's I mean it happens <laughs> but you can also have marry your high school sweetheart and stay with them for 15 yeah. years and it's everything has been I mean I'm not going to say, say it's everything's perfect. not going to say it's perfect it's not always going to be perfect you it's are going to just how much you're willing to fight for yeah. it yeah. and I feel like statistically there's
1: always going to be humps like you know that seven year mark for me so for me seven year mark was a rough one like at that point I was just like you were driving me insane you're not listening you're not being like here and then I feel like there's humps along the way but you know like again you just have to communicate it out you have to work it out you have to you know reconnect i always say like start redating each other start you know start doing an activity together reconnect um whether it's like a new hobby reading books planning
0: a trip things like that like yeah future planning for us is what really brings us back together be like oh no that would be and then realizing like this is still the person even though i'm like upset with him Two times a week, right? Like this is still the person that I want to plan my future with. I know this is who I like when I look at things that I want to do in the future, it's never alone, it's never nope. with another person. It's always with the same person. So you have yeah. to like really sometimes you have to step back and be like, I'm pissed off at you, but look at five years from now. Oh, five years from now we're gonna be doing this. And he's still in that picture. So it's very clear that like you can be decide between whether you're pissed off at someone or like you're ready to get a divorce. And slow down like slow the roll I think some people just jump into that like you're saying try to do counseling try to work on things because yeah I just feel
1: like I feel like nowadays I feel like I and it just may be me but I feel like today's world people don't view marriage the same way as like because I mean I've always used marriage as like a lifetime commitment and I think I just view that because of like watching my grandparents my mom being the exception but I know my mom's circumstances and I know my parents relationships and I understand why those divorce happens and there were very good reasons for both of those to happen and I feel like that's okay it's not that my mom was just like it's just a piece of paper like that's not how she viewed it ever and and so I feel like today a lot of the a lot of generations view it as it's just a piece of paper yeah, Um, yeah. we got married because he didn't want to live in the barracks or we needed the money um, type of thing. And there are a lot of people out there and there's no shame for that. Like, you know, if that, again, if that is your guys' commitment level and that was your communication, you do you. But at the same time, don't judge anyone for having a long relationship or be like, oh, you guys must not see each other and you guys are just living living separate lifestyles or things like that. Um, You know, I've been married for, 13 years you've been married almost 14 years
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and we've both said it like we both like there's been times where we were just like fed up why are we here it happens
0: a lot more than you think especially the longer we've been married and it's funny because like we know we're doing it like we push those buttons to piss each other off and I'm irritated with him right now and he doesn't even know it so (laughs) Yeah, we're arguing currently, too, because we left the market early yesterday, the festival. And I didn't want to leave. And he didn't communicate that. He just started leaving. And I was so mad. So I'm still mad. But like, we do push buttons just because you, you get sick of living with people. You do. And it's just something that you have to deal with. I think it's harder now. And I think it's gonna be harder for you, too, is that we're around each other a lot.
1: A and a that that's where my irritation right now is coming from because he is currently on like we just pcs and he is he doesn't go he doesn't report to his new duty station until this upcoming monday so in a, just a couple days but he's been off for six like six weeks now and my whole thing is like you just haven't taken the initiative to do anything like like planning thing for us fun to do. Like it's always been me like, let's go do this. Let's go do this.
0: Yeah. And I think that that is where we are kind of at, like we've had the whole year and it was nice. And there was parts where it was really nice. And I was fine with staying in the same role of our relationship where I had been, but I do think it's kind of gotten to a point where like, no, you're home a lot. And our roles need to change a little bit because it's not yeah. fair for me to do everything still when you're yep. here.
1: It's, that was me. Cause I was like, I've gotten up every day for school. I have done majority of pickups. I have done majority of all the cooking, He yeah. has helped me, but I was just like, you know, I, and I think that's, in, again, it's one of those things where in my brain, like, oh, you would just think that he would be like, okay, what can I do? I'm home now. No, and in no, his brain, no. it's the complete opposite. Like, you just have to ask me. And I'm like, why do we have to ask you? And I feel like that's just a reoccurring thing. Like, you know, we've been so stuck in a way for so long that it it comes down to communication. Y'all, you just have to talk. And I know I'm like sitting here going, I'm like, I need to talk to him about it anyways today. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. start work next week you're home you've got to either start doing taking over this this task or this task which one are you picking
0: yeah and that I think that's gonna be it may take you a while it's taken us a while to really kind of like we have to make an adjustment There's got to be something that's gonna change because it's not it's not fair if we're home almost the same amount of time like yes he gets up earlier for work and he's gone for eight hours but like now you're home the rest of the day you can't just sit on your phone like that's not fair while I'm cleaning and doing dishes and cooking dinner and finishing school and like ah because that's what makes me mad at you I'm mad at you because I'm sitting here watching you do nothing while I'm yeah. sitting here like stress out all evening and it's like yeah yeah it doesn't have to be much but we definitely need to look at like yeah you're still working but there is this extra time and you need to figure out how to use it productively like when he comes down here to yeah. school that doesn't bother me then I'm like oh you're doing something <laughs> but it's the days yeah, when yeah. It's just like not
1: yeah. <laughs> like come on so- we're we're complaining, but like, it, honestly, like, I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else. So, like, no. you know, even though like irritation, I there's so much good mixed in there. But like, you know, I want to I want to kind of go back to the beginning of like you mentioned at the beginning, like weddings and things like that. And
0: you can just tell your story. I seen... tell yours, <laughs> and then I'll tell so mine. I have one. Yeah.
1: Um, so my story was is we did have a wedding planned, and unfortunately, um, we postponed our way we we ended up eloping and then we postponed it um due to my grandparents who were very very um big part of my life um were my grandmother was diagnosed with cancer and was given like four months to live and my grandfather had already been diagnosed with uh, he initially was diagnosed with alzheimer's when i was a sophomore in high school um and then was later re-diagnosed as Lewy body dementia so he rapidly was deteriorating um, at the same time so um, at that point he did not really remember like he thought I was my mom majority at the time and vice versa my mom was me type of thing like he knew who p- people were but um. so we ended up postponing it because I gave my grandmother a kind of like deadline about the time that we were having the wedding plan and I was just like I can't I can't get married without like my mom and my grandma like like if she passed away like at that point type of thing my husband completely agreed we postponed um his side of the family wasn't very happy about it we had a lot of tension for the first couple years of our marriage it's now great i will say this for anyone listening don't let your beginning of your your relationship with your in-laws or vice versa be the only only relationship i will tell you my relationship with my mother-in-law at the very beginning was not good Um, and I now talk to her every day. I love her. I see her as another mom. Um, it just wasn't good. A lot of it was communication. A lot of it was her son's fault. Um, in terms of communicating and, um, but you know, he, you know, we did not have a very good conversation after canceling the wedding, but anyways, so we postponed it. Um, we ended up eloping because, you know, again, he didn't want to live in the barracks. I was already living at Fort Bragg because that's where we met. That's where our parents were currently at. And um, so we decided that we were just gonna elope and then we would postpone the wedding to the following year. Um and then my grandmother ended up passing earlier. Um, we could have gotten married, but again, the relationship with his mother-in-law was not good. And I was kind of like, This is nope, we're not doing this. Um so we just eloped. Um, we could have had a small ceremony if we wanted to. But at that point, I was just like, I still want my dream wedding. Um, so we postponed it to the following year. But then, of course, <laughs> rumors of deployment started back up. And I was like, well, we're not going to plan this wedding again and put all this money back down if you deploy during that time frame. So we ended up just canceling again and just say maybe ten uh, or 10-year anniversary or something or 15 or whatever. We can do a renewal. File. Obviously, that hasn't happened because our 10-year anniversary happened during <laughs> – COVID. um and then we've already decided that for our 15th anniversary we will go on a trip but I was joking with my sister yesterday because um she uh is a new relationship a new relationship and my mom is just like loves this guy and um I was joking I was like well if you get married you can always do a joint wedding so <laughs> and then she was like that's a great idea and for those who are listening she's my twin um we're not that close but we just thought it was funny that Save you some money they'd be the same guests anyways <laughs> well that's why i was like well i was like well maybe maybe like at your wedding like me and jeremy can like do a, a vow renewal we can just have a big party with everyone because everyone that's coming to your wedding would come to mine other than maybe some friends of mine that weren't in her in her friend group um and she's like that's actually a great idea and i was like i was just kidding but okay um <laughs> but you know honestly like i would have loved to have the big wedding i mean i definitely didn't have you know, we didn't even go on a honeymoon or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, once we canceled everything, it just like there was like no other plans. And, um, yeah, I wish we changed. I think I wish we did things a little bit differently. Um, do I regret not spending all the money? Not really. No. But I do, I do, I do wish I had the experience because, like, you know, I didn't walk across the stage when I graduated college because Jeremy and my dad were deployed, and I was just like, well, no one. I mean, just my mom's here. Like, it's. She's so busy right now that, like, it doesn't really matter if she comes and watches me. Um, at that time, I wasn't talking to my sister. Um, and my younger sisters were really young, so, like, they didn't really care. And, you know, I wish I had the experience, but I'm, like, I'm kind of excited about our trip because I'm, like, I'm, like maybe planning, like, okay, well, maybe I'll find, like, a really pretty dress and so we can do a, a vow renewal on our trip, like, wherever we go. We're going somewhere over in europe or somewhere but you know maybe that's what we can do and we can just have another experience with like just us again um and and that's fine and if you have your big wedding have your
0: big wedding um So we kind of did a mixture like we, so we got married in Hawaii My mom was so mad. So we got engaged in the summer. And then after a few months, we're like, I don't want to be like doing this. I don't want to be, you're in Hawaii. I'm here. The time difference, that's a massive long distance relationship and engaged. And I was like, and I also don't want to get onto a lease with another apartment. So I had a friend, we were supposed to be moving in together. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Cause then it's a whole commitment of a year where we can't be together. And I'm like, and I don't want to do that. So finally, his friend actually paid for my ticket to fly me out there didn't tell my parents we didn't tell anybody and I just flew out there and we got married so that we could stay and all I had was like a suitcase so we got married in a courtroom really creepy courtroom in Hawaii <laughs> like, and it's so sad because like one of our friends got married a couple months later and they found out you could just ask the judge to go out onto the beach with you and they would just do it there and I'm like see, yeah, that's what kind of we had we had a
1: a past year, who does like weddings, like on the beach and stuff, come with us? And that's a funny story in itself, too. Right? That that's a whole different story. But,
0: um, the yeah. Courtrooms. The courtrooms are so bad. The creepy courtrooms. So like, he had to take us in like a back exit because it was like an after court. So we, like, went through these creepy halls. Luckily, we had a whole group of his like friends from the army with us, so it wasn't just like the two of us. Because like, man, we oh, thought the we were getting murdered. down to like. <laughs> murder yeah no and it was in a courtroom and it was nice though and some of those friends are still our friends and I look at those pictures and I'm like really grateful that we had them there even though it was really tiny and my parents were so mad it's like you couldn't even at least tell us and like invite us and we just find out that you're married and I'm like, you know like that was the best choice for us in order to get me out there and that we didn't want command and stuff to really know about it because we just want to get married and then they'd have to give us housing and all that stuff so we just yeah kind of did it and then but then I let my mom and my little sister planned our entire wedding and we had a wedding in Nebraska it was so cheap and so small and I don't regret that at all I'm so glad that we did that because my grandma she had this gorgeous she had a second lot next to her house so it was gorgeous they manicured the yard that they always took really good care of we just set out chairs we got an arch and did the wedding there and then there was this old church that used to be a church but it was like opened up and it's like a dance studio now and so they let us rent it out we just put tables and chairs in there and we just had our little dinner and uh, we save so much money <laughs> like yeah I think as a military if you're coming in as a military spouse I think that trying what? to do something smaller is kind of a good so idea like
1: unless your family has the money to do that don't put yourself into debt because unfortunately the big myth of being military is we get paid a lot we don't you don't especially if you're like an E2 E3 E4 I mean heck even an E5 like you're you're not getting
0: no this you're not gonna pay that back of off of
1: money. like you know if you're smart about it and you're you know you get a like good housing things like that like it could seem like you have quite a bit of money but like take out the take out the housing allowance and you don't
0: no, get the
1: money.
0: cost of like and cost weddings, of weddings. the cost of weddings nowadays is outrageous yeah. i think you're gonna get like a fifty thousand dollar loan at least possibly yeah for these weddings is uh i i to start your relationship and your marriage with $50,000 in debt would be insane. Like yeah. I, we've had that kind of debt. And to think we just, the pressure of thinking you had to pay that off. And it's just because you spent one day, what maybe three or four hours together yeah. with your family is insane. Yeah. Like I, I
1: definitely wish that I had like, you know, been like, okay. Cause like my, my husband's grandparents bless their hearts had already bought their tickets a year out <sighs> from the wedding like their plane tickets and my brain I was just like first off they were military too okay and in my brain I was like why why would anybody anybody buy a plane ticket for a wedding that was still here out for a military wedding and and I think that's important for everyone to like make sure that your family members know that like I mean, even if your husband's not on a deployment schedule or something like that, there's a chance, a chance. There's always a chance that your significant other may
0: not be there. <laughs> and it just might not get leave approved. Just I mean, that just comes out approved. of that. So
1: like, especially if you're having like a destination wedding or something like that, like there's a lot that has to go into planning a military wedding. It's not like, hey, I, I'm gonna take off this week. Like it's it's not. And you know, I honestly I really wish that like if I hadn't had like the huge fight with my mother-in-law um I probably would have been open to doing a really small ceremony with just our parents and grandparents um I mean his grandparents my my stepdad's mom may have driven down from Indiana but um you know at least you know my parents could have been there um but I was just like no and then I wish we also did more than just hire some preacher who was racist yeah to marry us on the beach type of thing like i know we should have been like hey like why don't we actually plan a trip and elope somewhere else like our families knew we were eloping um because we told them we're like we're like we're gonna elope we're gonna go ahead and like get married on paper we still plan to have the wedding type of thing but um and my family was fine with it because of the circumstances um his his was kind of not i mean my my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law's mom did throw me a bridal shower so I had one traditional thing happen um but that was it um and that was nice but it was very awkward because I would like I said I did not have I did not have a good relationship with my mother-in-law for probably three years our first three-year marriage it was very like I'm not talking to her I'm not going over there without you it was that type of relationship and then and then it changed and it's been wonderful so I always say like work on your relationships like even if there was a bad bad juju at first or I think
0: it's hard at first either way I think like my relationship with my in-laws weren't ever like terrible but my mother-in-law specifically it was hard at first because I he was her baby and like and I I get that now as a parent I get it even more but it was like she only got to see him during his times back and I was now suddenly part of that and she was trying to plan things with him to hang out with his dad and this and that and meeting with other family members. Without calculating in the fact that I would also want to spend our leave with my husband, and so yeah. that it, it became like this rift where I was like, "Bro, you can't like take my husband every day." I we're on our vacation too. Yeah. Like I would well, just see him, and we've talked about that in past
1: episodes. It's okay to tell family no. It's yeah. okay to say nope. On leave, we're not. Cu-. You're more than welcome to come visit us at any time. But you know, his leave date, we're going to go do this, or you're welcome to join us on this trip. But um making sure that, I mean, we all grow, we all change, we all grow. I mean, I'm not the same person I was 10 years, 13 years ago. I mean, I'm not even the same person I was three years ago. So, you know, I feel like that's important for everyone to like, take note is you are constantly learning you are constantly changing your partner is doing the same thing your family is doing the same thing the army is military is doing the same thing that and, you know and
0: relationships not even just your spouse but like with those people, yes, with change, the people they grow yeah.
1: yeah so it's just like you know being your feels I, I feel like I say this all the time to be in your feels and
0: then figure out what to do especially hard Um, I think if you married young because I think a lot of our rift was because we were both basically teenagers and so she's trying to parent us yeah we're trying to like figure out where we were as adults and it just made it so much harder and but it's I think that was ours too yeah that like I
1: said it was a lot of miscommunication my husband was not the best kid in high school well like you know um and for some reason she thought I was to blame and I was definitely not to blame um and if anything I made him better (laughs) like I will totally say that on record like if anything I made him like think about doing things that he shouldn't be doing um for the most part but I just feel like I'm glad that there's social media out where there are the the you know like if you go look like military spouse Uh, or fiance groups and girlfriend groups like there are groups out there where you can get help but I say this all the time too: take everything with a grain of salt like you know don't just listen to what people are saying you're going to see negativity more than you're going to see positivity you know you're always going to see like you're going to hate it run for the hills uh, all the all the things and I love being a military spouse like you know, yeah, there are hard days. There are some hard moments. There are some scary moments. But it's also super rewarding. It's also really rewarding to see the work that your service member puts into their job and into their country and protecting those that, that are underneath them. Um, But it's also, I mean, I'm so proud. Like, you know, yeah, for it's, those pride. Listened, it's pride. I, I mean, yeah. like for those who listen, know that uh, my husband was at Haikaya airport when they were doing the evacuations and he's like written up a little memoir and i've read like what he did and i'm just like and then i've seen some of the documentaries that have come out from like the marine side which that annoys me that's a whole nother topic of like annoyance but anyways knowing that he was there and done that and how much pride he takes into it and knowing that like my like pride i have in him for being a part of that and things like that um but just like him, you know, I mean, he's been in for 15 years. And with, with, what are we, September? In a month, he's been in for 15 years. And obviously, this is the only lifestyle we've known. We both grew up military, so we were both military brats. It comes with a lot of pride, and it comes with a set of skills that no other people, I shouldn't say no other people, but there may be other other groups out there, but we come with a very unique set of skill sets that a lot of people don't have. And I think sometimes we take it for granted or some people may. Um, I try not to because I know that I have been very fortunate to have the experiences. I mean, I've been able to travel the world. I've been able to meet. I mean, I would have never met my husband if it wasn't for the military. Um, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met a lot of people that are very important in my life today. If it hadn't been for, you know, all the scary, sad, crazy times, there are some very beautiful and raw moments in between that are that make up for all of that.
0: Yeah, it's a, such a unique job. I mean, like, the military is so unique and we, the pride, I think the pride is the word because, like, he doesn't just have a job. He has, he is a person that does this for other people's sake. Like, it's not a job that you're just going to do. It's not like I show up at the office every day. No, he goes across the world, puts himself yeah. in harm way because that's what is needed to keep people safe in our country. And so there's a lot of pride in being a military spouse. It's yeah. so hard. Like, yeah, saying, I feel like so any, hard, every but, time
1: someone says like, thank you for your service. Like, I know so many spouses cringe at that, but I'm like, I will let my husband know that like thank you for saying that because or my dad I mean like I said my dad my my father-in-law my husband my grandparent my grandfathers my great-grandfathers they've all served and so we're the first generation that hasn't served <laughs> um and it, it it is a rewarding and very prideful and you know you see a lot of military families getting upset on certain things and they're I feel like they have a right to be upset over certain, and we won't go in that. We're not very, we're not political here. But you know, it. I, I hope that it's those who are listening, who may not be in the military sector, know that you know there's a reason why military spouses and families and soldiers get upset when they see certain things in the media because of the sacrifices. I mean, do you like? Do you know someone who's been killed in a deployment? I know. Yeah, My husband sure. has known people who have passed away on deployments until you've experienced that experience that or have had someone who's experienced an actual deployment who, I mean, Jeremy almost didn't come home from his like second deployment, like miracle. Yeah. He wasn't either hurt or killed. And that just knowing those things and like having someone in those, those positions so you can be at home playing your video games or working your very cushioned job is, is that I feel like some people still or some people forget why they have a lot of their freedoms. Yeah, because I think
0: the military body has become like in a political sense of like people are just yeah. it's just the military it's like yeah. do you realize these are humans like we are people we have kids we deal with moving we have friends we have family and we we are the ones who deal with all of it you guys yeah. see a news article about a tank being blown up you don't even you're or like oh okay it happened soldier, in a different country. yeah or soldier suicide or you
1: like anytime I feel like that that too like anytime I see the military in the news recently it's it's all been negative like yeah. negative like another soldier missing which obviously needs to be like addressed I'm not saying it doesn't need to be addressed like a hundred percent needs to be addressed but like you rarely see the good things like you know I even feel like the rapid deployments that we've had and all these things like a lot of it was negatively (laughs) reflected on our service members and i mean they have orders too so like it's also like i feel like people are like for instance like when when the riots were happening and the national guard were there and they're just yelling do something do something like they they can't like if they do something they could go to jail for the rest of their life like I don't think a lot of people understand like all the rules and regulations that come to being a service member even military spouses like I feel like we are still kind of like we're not in the military but like you know we still have to watch what we say at times to certain people because we might not get in trouble but doesn't mean our service member couldn't get in trouble for that and I think that's kind of a that's a stigma there too. I feel like because some people are like, I don't care. I'm like, I get it, you don't care, but there are times where you should.
0: Yeah, I just feel like I wish we weren't played as like a player in things in the news because yeah. it's like, man, you guys don't cover the cool veteran events. I see, I see the coolest things, and how often do you hear that? Like, in Fayetteville, this veteran organization just built ten houses for a- yeah. veterans who don't have homes. Like, you don't see that in the news. You may see it in the local newspaper, but yeah. it's like that. Those it's just things. And you think yeah. like, there's so much volunteer hours that go in by our active duty that just go out in the community and they go help at schools. They go help with uh, hundreds of things. Mm-hmm. And none of that is ever seen. And it's like, yeah, this is their job. And yes, they're on orders. And maybe you don't like war, but like, that's not what they're doing. They do so much more for they our community. So yeah. Yeah. And- it's not just a job they're not just working they are these people that are like trying to make your kids be like realize there's good people in the authority they are trying to do so many things outside of what is just seen as war and bad people that we're out fighting and shooting people it's like that's not (laughs) it's wild to me and it's the pride of like like, why would you ever yell at a soldier like i mean like (sighs) like they're not yeah they're not even gonna do anything to you they have no they have no authority Like, but but at that point, like, why get up into a soldier's face
1: and yell things like you're a horrible human being and things like that? Like, first off, that's just wrong on so many levels. And I hope that anyone who ever sees that jumps up in the defense of another soldier. Um, You know, obviously, like, those circumstances are a little, like, you know, far and few between, I feel like. But, you know... I I feel like I see on social media all the time, like, you know, all those baby killers and things like that. And I'm just like, why, 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 Like that, do you think that's, you know, what they purposely did or do? Because if it is, and maybe you should get out into the world and experience the things that they're keeping us safe from.
0: Right. Yep. Um, That's like the whole pride. Like it makes me sad when people like don't understand how much they do. It's not just what you see in the news. And yeah, yeah. it's a hard job to be a military spouse, like to just watch and there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do about like how things unfold. And
1: well, and I'm, you know, and like I said, like everyone has to do what's best for them, but you know, on social media gives us a gives a lot of people a platform to be either a braver than they would be face to face with people. They can hide behind a fake photo, things like that. Um, you obviously are gonna have people who are gonna stir the pot always. So just kind of keep that in mind. But, you know, don't add to the fire. Like, you know, there were times within my own family who were commenting some pretty nasty things about the military. And I had to bite my tongue. Um I ended up was just like this isn't okay. I can no longer follow you on social media. If you really truly feel that way, um, then obviously you don't want to be close to us anymore. We'll just, you know, go ahead and feel free to unfollow us as well. Type of thing. Um, and I've had that conversation with a cousin of mine because I was like, this, this isn't okay. Like, and especially when your uncle, you know, fought, I mean, you know, my dad was deployed for, 18 months after 9-11 um, when we first went into Iraq and I was like how, how like just because you can say something doesn't mean you need to say it yeah no for sure so um, again it takes a lot of patience patience I think is a big grace. thing that- grace grace mm-hmm. that's the word um, for military spouses we you know there were like, there's times where I'm just like, I want to call people out so much. I'm like, I can't do it. Ashley, don't do it. Be the bigger person, try Mm -hmm. to provide positive feedback, but then, you know, also don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely more the person who just doesn't
0: respond to things. Yeah. At some points you do have to kind of step back and be like, it is his job. Like this Mm -hmm. is a job and I don't need to get so worked up in it either. So, and
1: that's just me to remember, like, you know, like I know it's not his fault. I know that he doesn't want to leave or be gone again. Now, I can be upset about him if he doesn't communicate it to me in the appropriate way, like, in terms of, like, hey, I'm going to be in the field instead of, you know, like, you know, my instance where I'm like, hey, are you going to be home? What time are you going to be home from dinner? Oh, uh, Thursday? When it was, like, a Monday. <laughs> you know, obviously, those the times where you can 100% be mad at your significant other and call them out on their BS. But other times, like, they don't – they can't control, like – their schedules and whether or not they have to stay late or you know god forbid they lost a sensitive item and they have to they're there for 24 hours until it shows it. up yeah until <laughs> it shows up like that's just part of the military and
0: you marry it whether you want to or not like you when married you married you it, joined, that's you to gonna want. be
1: I, but i feel like again it all comes down to communications like you know i think a lot of my struggles with my husband is is like he was very at the very beginning even now it, it it's been he was a little bit better in the last year since he was a first sergeant, but, you know, just communicating like what they did and why they do this and, you know, different things like that because it was just always frustrating my end because I'm just like, well, what is that? And he'd be like, you don't need to know about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just asking a question. Like it would be the same as if you worked at a car dealership and I'd be like, what is a Toyota Rad Ford? Like, like, come on. Like, it's just having communications and, in, 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 you know, making sure that you're aware of what's happening can make it feel less intimidating, less scary. Um, don't shy away from the organizations that are out there to help. Um, don't, like, yes, FRG has stigma. Like I said, it's changed drastically over the last several years. It is a command team. You may not have one. You may have have one and it's kind of non-existent. You may have one that you don't like, that's fine. But always just stay connected to it Get the emails, um, have the phone number of the person to contact. So in case there is an emergency, like they're in the field and you can't get a hold of your significant other, you have one contact to get a hold of and say, "Hey, I need help."
0: Yeah, and learn, do your own research. Like yeah. learn and figure out what it is that you're going to be expected as a spouse. There's so many resources. Seasoned spouse, that I think there's even a married to the military. There's a lot of yeah. different blogs and stuff where women have been out here doing this life already. Like, Mission so- Mill spouses. Uh,
1: there's a ton of tiktoks like if you need some comic relief like tiktokers you know acs ymca um even the frg center itself has amazing resources and Mm -hmm. classes that are beneficial to military spouse Um, if anything they'll be able to point you to the right location for the resource because they already have a list of resources there because they are the frg center and that's how they get the information out to the Yeah. So do your own research
0: and find this stuff because you don't have to expect your husband who may be very busy, especially if you're lower enlisted, you're very young getting in like we were. He didn't have the time to sit down and explain everything to me. He was at work and like he was very expected to be doing very much things. And they don't teach the importance of
1: why it's important for military spouse to be connected. Because I mean, especially nowadays with all the rapid deployments and stuff like that, it's... Or even, like, just the deployments where they're not doing anything. I feel like that's kind of common right now is, like, they're being, like, deployed and just sitting there. And it's very frustrating for them. So then their frustration is spilling over to you and it's frustrating at home because you're just, like, well, they're not doing anything. So why can't they just be home type of, like, mentality, yeah. which I totally understand. Um but yeah, I mean there oh, there's so many resources out there. Like, and if you if you're looking for, I mean, Deployed Love is currently working on resource guides for each current current branch that we're located at, and then we're going to be doing one across like the country. So we're hopefully going to have those up on our website, as well as like in obviously different locations where you can find them. But that is something that we have like like we need to find like a good solid list of as many resources that we find. So if you have a resource that you think is a phenomenal resource for military families or even, even soldiers. Like, I feel like we struggle to find help for our soldiers too. You know, please share it with us because I mean, you can never have too many points of contacts for anything. Um, I definitely feel that there's something out there for everybody, Mm -hmm. whether you want to, I just feel like, I wish there were some of these resources when I first had the kids. And if there were out there, I didn't know about them. Like all these programs that I, all of my friends who have younger kids, I mean, my youngest kid's five, but still, if I had known that those resources were out there, I would have a hundred percent signed up for them. Um, Now, granted, Claire was a baby through COVID. So I don't think those resources were really accessible for her, which is probably why I didn't know about them. But, you know, as new moms, and especially when you move, you want to find that connection and having, I don't know, like, the, the YMCA, YMCA, at least at Fort Liberty Bragg, has this great, like, new parent. And it doesn't matter if you have four, five, or just one kid, you qualify to enroll in that program when you have another child. Because every child's different. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Every season of life is different. You know, you could be a seasoned mom, a seasoned spouse, and you're just like, nope. I mean, I'm I'm a seasoned spouse technically. I mean, I don't really know how we consider it seasoned spouse, but I feel thirteen years is a is
0: seasoned. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well
1: done. <laughs> you know, growing up military and, and things like that, I I feel like I'm pretty seasoned, and I and I know my way around the pond. But you know, right now I'm in a whole new. Like I feel like I I dealt with this when I was stationed during recruiting, but recruiting, when we were on recruiting duty, I was working outside of the home and I only had one child. And now that we're in another kind of similar situation when we're working in the ROTC program where we're in a remote location. I'm not near military families. And I work from home, like I'm just like, what am I gonna do with myself? Like I'm I'm telling I'm already going crazy. Mm-hmm. I've been here for six weeks and I'm already like and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm annoyed with my husband because I'm just like, you know I'm a people person. You know that I need human interaction and you're just sitting on the couch looking up freaking motorcycle parts. <laughs> so like at least get me out on a hike or two. Cause I mean I mean, we're in the perfect place to get out and enjoy nature. So that's why I was like, you know what? I gave you until ten to wake your butt up. I'm going for a hike. So I grabbed crashed my dog and I went for a hike and it was great. And it was exactly what I needed. I took my Kindle with me. I set up on the top of the mountain and I read my book for like 25 minutes and then he was getting antsy. So then I was like, okay, let's go back. See, that goes back
0: to every single military spouse's experience is different because every move is different, every deployment is different, every kid you have is different. So you, Everything's different. <laughs> you're you may have the easiest time being a military spouse because it just was an easy round for you. You yeah. drew the right cards. Like that's you may, just... you may have not
1: had to move as. Long. I mean, because I mean, you're gonna find military spouses who who don't move. I mean, our friend Courtney, who's at Bragg, she's been there for five years, and there's no end of the tunnel light at the end of the tunnel for like when she potentially will leave she could potentially be there for another six months she could potentially be there for another four years like everybody's different i mean i moved a crap ton as a kid i mean i went to a different high school every single year Mm -hmm. my husband moved twice during his entire childhood like he his best friend's from third grade until he graduated high school. It's like he was in the same spot and he was really fortunate. He was really lucky. That's not the case for all military kids. That's not the case for all military families. Everyone's different and it depends on MLS. It depends on career goals, whether or not, you know, all sorts of things. So, you know, whatever you read on those social media things, 100% take it with a grain of salt. Do your own research.
0: And just don't and feel bad, however, what your bad. relationship looks like. If it's, you've been dating for six years and you finally decide to get married, do it. If you've Absolutely. been dating for two weeks and you're in love with this person, get engaged and plan a wedding. Yeah. Like just do what you are going to do for yourself. It's your relationship when it yep. ultimately comes down to it. Don't wor- It's not becoming a military spouse. It's becoming a spouse. Like focus on what makes sense for your relationship and your spouse and you over anything yeah, that's else. That's all
1: that matters no yeah, one else's yeah. opinion about you matters now I mean obviously like we've said this before like don't show up at an event in like a sports brawl and like type board chores because then obviously you're going to be talked about um or not board chores you, you know what I mean but your relationship is your business and no one else's and unless and unless you're gonna air it out and then it's gonna become everybody's and then at that point that can cause more problems in your relationship so you know just do I guess do you like what's best for you like you know what's best for me and my husband is not necessarily best for Sabrina and hers um and then there I mean I feel like there's some things that we both do that like yeah we both do that and it works great for us so I don't know I just feel like grace you're right I feel like grace is like the word that needs to just be embedded into everybody's brain
0: yeah and welcome if you're gonna be joining us and listening to this you're welcome to the military life. You're marrying the military. Like <laughs> there Yeah, please don't That's let anyone feel like it. you're yeah. not
1: welcome. I mean, unfortunately, there are bad apples out there. Like there's always going to be a bad apples. Yeah.
0: But and there's always there going to be really
1: great spouses out there who just want to connect with you, um help you out, be a support system. I mean, you'll have no idea, especially if you're new. You will even if you're an introvert and you don't like people, <laughs> find one person because you won't find your um, extrovert you're one find, your,
0: find <laughs> your extrovert <laughs> you'll find them it's hard though them. like I don't really want to go too far into that but like we were talking about moving and stuff and Ashley's having trouble finding people there and it's I've been here for nine You've months only, uh, yeah almost yeah. A year. and I still don't feel like I found my tribe like I have the people that they're homeschool moms and we're homeschool moms and then I have a book club and but they're all a lot younger than me, like a lot younger. I always feel like I find my tribe right before I leave. Yeah. So it's, it's that struggle of a balance that it's like, yeah, I have these people who are, they would do things for me. Like if something were to happen, they would take care of me. But like, I haven't found that, that person that I want to be like, oh, I want to hang out with you all the time. And so it's, it's a hard, it's a hard part about being the military spouse is like your community completely changes and it changes every three years. And, and,
1: And it's not like you're like giving up on those relationships. It just becomes a different relationship. Like, it's not like, you know, I, I, I'm a firm person, like find that one person who will just, you know, when your husband's in the field or deployed, that will just come over in their PJs and you guys just take turns cooking dinner and just tag teaming it with the kids. Yeah. It takes a
0: while to find it, but I need, you you need to find that at every duty station. You need to find that person. So eh, I think the older I get and every move I make, it's harder. Yes. I agree so much like I feel as I like I
1: feel like it's hey it feels like it's dating now like it's not like hey let's be friends and like if it works out it works out. like it honestly feels like dating
0: yeah and I think it's because as we're older they're also all the people that I'm interacting with are like holding back and like masking themselves a lot of like what yeah. because they don't want to have to deal with another out. or just have to deal with another relationship yeah. you know how many times we've moved away yeah, and like all it, oh my best friends are in different states and like yeah. it's it's hard to start again and, yeah. really let yourself be uh, no, you i know i mean we
1: haven't talked to each other in what two a like, couple of
0: weeks
1: face, yeah face to face and so like we got on to record this today and like we probably we talked for 40 minutes before we started recording because we were just catching up yeah. talking about books and stuff because if you've listened you know that me and sabrina like books mm-hmm. um but and just catching up on like what the kids are doing things like that and it's they're still there your friends that you've moved away from are still there but it does become a different relationship it's not like I can't like call you and say I need you to come here and help me I'm like having a really bad day like I mean I can call you and tell them I'm having a bad day but it's not (laughs) the same as like I'm on my way with coffee
0: like it's not the
1: same Um, it's
0: lonely like you have those friends but they're yeah they can't do what they can do
1: yeah I know I'm a I've got to get out and explore here and I definitely find it like different when you're not in a military community. Cause I will say though, it I think it helps I'm in a college town because there's so many people coming and going because of college and like mm-hmm. working and things like that. So I don't think it's gonna be that hard. I just haven't like done that typical military spouse like, hey, I'm new here. And, you know, and I think those posts are completely fine if you actually meet up with the people and follow through because I feel like I see those all the time and I'm always I've always responded to them, going like hey like I'm here I don't really care about age age is not a big thing to me I have friends who are seven years younger than me I have friends who are several years older than me um that's typically how it is I feel like you're the only friend you and Ashley M are my only friends that are actually the same age (laughs) yeah as me um i feel like everyone else is either younger but i mean that comes as you know as a military spouse as as you go into the years and those people are getting out you don't have as many people staying in as you do between that younger age group so you'll typically military spouses may typically be like if you're a veteran season spouse you may have younger kids younger people that you're friends with um which is fine because i feel like there's old souls and I'm not the type of person who wants to go out and drink until two o'clock in the morning. <sighs> but if you want to come hang out at my house and have it's a read and drink wine at my house till two yeah, o'clock I'll in the morning. Like, yeah, I'm more of the like, let's cozy up by a fire. I think that was our favorite, like like cozy up by a fire with a drink and just talk like books yeah. or hobbies or anything like that. Like that that's awesome. Um But yeah, I just find your person, have grace. No matter with your spouse, spouse, no matter what your relationship, how you, how your relationship start, don't let anyone make you feel bad about how you started or how long you've known each other or don't let comments like, oh, you've only known each other for three months and got married. Like, oh, that's not going to last. Bullshit. I've known, I've, I have several friends or family acquaintances who knew each other for three months and have been married blissfully for 25 years. Not just one, multiple. And then I've known people who have dated for four years and got married and were divorced in a year. Like it, Circumstances, obviously, life are going to have things. And, you know, you have to do what's best for you and your spouse. Obviously, hopefully you go through all the avenues of, like, counseling and things like that. You don't have to go to a counselor with a chaplain. There are other counseling options. Counseling is free for military spouses, military one source, other locations as well, you know, find, find what benefits you. And then, but you have to do what makes you happy too. So, you know, every, every relation is different. Don't let anyone tell you that yours isn't important or isn't as good or whatever.
0: Yep. Good. Well, I hope that that helped. I know that there was a lot of people talking about it. So we'll make sure that this gets shared to some of those conversations and, you know, get married. <laughs> if you're in love, get married. It's not, not it's the big wedding.
1: Do what you need to do. Yeah, it's uh, your life. Definitely. I feel like now people are a lot more, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like a lot of people are starting to get into the thrifting and do diy phase and of their saving like, money <laughs> and saving money and i'm here for it because that's all i i mean my mom was a huge thrifter so like i'm i'm excited to see like people are starting to realize hey the cost of living and groceries and everything has just gone up extensively so like
0: that's why it's great. If you're listening to us now, listen to the next podcast after this, because we have yeah. Carol who's coming on who is part of a financial organization that helps specifically military. Excited. So if you guys are listening, make sure you tune in for next two weeks from now, um, episode because we are going to be talking specifically. I think we'll probably hit on like the lower enlisted because I remember that yeah. time being so hard. And now especially with <laughs> the economy as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, just
1: like you know, housing costs. Like you know, yeah. even with the VAH like bump increase that they did, it still wasn't enough. Never and it is. they they don't do it like that. Honest, that whole program, in my opinion, needs to be like revamped, and that needs to be looked at every year rather than every like seven. Yeah. Um. You know, because even here, like RBAH for here doesn't cover the cost of living where we're where we're at yeah um we're paying out of pocket so like obviously like we're struggling with that because it's like you know figuring out how to like pay all the bills and then still do all the things we want to do so like you know we talked about like okay we're gonna have to be pretty strict on a budget but then the cost of of food and gas is like (laughs) i want to vomit every
0: time i go grocery shopping i actually did really good so, stay tuned because we'll yeah. talk about it. She's gonna tell you all of it now, but you're gonna hear it next time because I I feel like it's gonna be eye opening and helpful. I'm excited oh. for that episode. Yes, yeah, I I'm, I'm excited for that one because we haven't talked about that subject. and not with someone who really knows. Like we've yeah. talked with spouses in the past and like their struggle and like just to, yeah. you know something to relate to, but someone that hopefully is gonna give us some really good advice oh, on how to help fix the problems and how to get through it because yeah. I feel like it's going to be a couple of sketchy years, at least through the next election. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. I know our girl chats, they they go all over the place. <laughs> they kind of spiral all over the place, but we enjoy it. And you get to kind of just see what it is to have a military friend This is just the chance that me and Ashley get to sit and chat and talk to each other too. So we love chatting with you guys and hearing from you. Um, we are looking for guests for next year. So if you guys are interested in coming on, we just love to talk to spouses. If you have resources or you just want to come tell us your story, then we're down with it. So reach out to us and we will get you on the show. Otherwise, we have another episode in two weeks and we'll see you then. Like we like to say, "Rakap up, buttercup.